0: Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the You Thought Sports Podcast. We've got a packed day for you today. We'll be covering the NBA All-Star Weekend. We'll be debating NBA all-time greats and uh, their value. We'll be discussing cheating in sports in light of the recent Manchester City and Houston Astros developments. And then lastly, we'll close things out for you with a couple of short sports stories. I'm Bart, uh, and let me introduce everybody else on the
1: podcast as well.
0: First, we've got Jared.
1: What's up? Glad to be here.
0: Aiden. Gladder to be here. Yeah. (laughs) How are we doing, Lucas? I'm less glad than the two (laughs) of (laughs) us. And last but not least, Wyatt.
2: I'm somewhere in between uh, Jared and... And uh, Lucas. So, we're gonna jump straight into it. We're gonna go into the All Star game. We were fresh off the heels of the NBA All Star game. They debuted a brand new format. Um, very first, or to recap it, in case you hadn't heard, they added an extra 24 points to the higher team score and they removed the game clock in the fourth quarter and they just kind of let the teams go at it. Um, I personally loved it. I thought it was great, I thought the teams were competitive. Kyle Lowry took like fifteen charges. <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo he chased down, blocked somebody. It got a little chippy there at the end, I would say, and not like uh, they were gonna fight chippy, but I felt like it just it was like way out of control. But I liked it. I was I was really excited that they changed it, and although I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, the All Star Game has to be this like super defense heavy fight to the death every minute of the of the single game but i mean it was still fun to watch and i'm glad that they made the change yeah
3: yeah i really enjoyed it as well i thought it added like an element of being like a pick pick a basketball game that like you just go out and play with your friends like you're playing to a score everybody's just sort of like having fun but also being like sort of competitive with it as well um, but I think they should, like, lean even further into the pickup thing going forward. I agree with Embiid that you shouldn't be able to end it on a free throw. It just feels <laughs> like such a lame anti-climax to that whole thing. And just make it, like, win by two. But, like, I thought it was a great format, especially because um, I feel like professional sports all-star games feel so meaningless outside of the MLB, where it determines something for the uh, World Series. And this felt, like, fun and had meaning and wasn't just, like, guys going to messing around. So... I really enjoyed the new format as well
4: yeah i agree i feel like the only person who didn't like the new format was james harden who now has to play defense <laughs> in an all-star game usually i'm sure he sees this as like his you know like his best game of the year because no one's playing defense it's not just him but now everyone else was and Giannis was saying how they were specifically targeting <laughs> whoever uh garden was guarding which was hilarious so it definitely did add a, a competitive aspect to, yeah, a game that's often lacking uh, competition.
1: You know what my takeaway from the game is? Is that if it comes down to a Bucks-Lakers final, Giannis has the edge. He was doing pretty well in LeBron. Got a block on him there at the end. I, I would really like to see that matchup, though. I think it would be pretty fun. But
3: As fun of a sample as this was, I wouldn't extrapolate it out too far uh-huh. to see yay, that in a final that... Giannis would have an edge over LeBron, but...
1: I think he would. Giannis he is Giannis is younger, too. Way more... I mean, more spry, if you will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: he's got the... Uh... I would say that the decision-making would be way different in a finals game than there was in the All-Star game. I mean, James Harden could have sealed the game before there was a free throw, and they they were having a little bit of fun with it. Yeah, I wouldn't take it that much to heart.
1: All I'm saying is that if you try to put the ball in LeBron's hands at the end of the game, you just put Giannis <laughs> on him, and he's going to defer. That's all I'm saying. So, so, we'll see how it goes. So, Jared, though. you liked it or you didn't <laughs> like it? Uh, I mean, the last five minutes were kind of boring, though, in some ways, in that there was like 10 missed field goals in a row. Pretty sloppy. The end was sloppy. I'll say that. Yeah, but
2: it was sloppy fun. <laughs> you, know, you can have sloppy fun sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. the big question is is whether they can do this next year and then the year after that, and then the year after that, and how far they can actually be competitive. This year obviously held a lot of emotional weight, and um, they added the extra 24 points you know, for Kobe, and it had an emotional weight out there. But, I mean, next year, do you really think that they're going to go as hard or the year after that? And then, of course, everyone says wait until somebody gets hurt. I was surprised that Kawhi played hard, though, speaking of guys who get hurt, is that <laughs> Kawhi, uh, I thought he was just going to like sit back and say, you know what, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. All right, so there were other events that happened in the All-Star Weekend. Uh, before we made some picks, I'm not going to go through all of our picks. Go and watch our previous – or listen to our previous episode if you want to hear some of our picks. But <laughs> Bam, at won the Skills cha- Challenge. Nobody picked him. Buddy Healed won the Three-Point Challenge. Nobody picked him. And Derek Jones Jr. won the Slam Dunk Contest, and none of us picked him. We were a 0% <laughs> across the board, which – Good job, everybody. Round of applause there. You know, we all did our best, and that's what really matters. My analytics team, I just fired every single one of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My (laughs) analytics team that told me Pat Connaughton was going to win, fired
3: him. (laughs) Right. Wow. Hey, did you see when he he put the ball against the backboard
0: and dunked it? That was
1: pretty good. Yeah, he was impressive.
2: Pat Connaughton just ran out of people to jump over. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, I'm proud I'm proud of picking Davis Burton's. He was third in the three point contest, so I came close. Oh, <laughs> close en- close enough. True. Technically
2: okay. technically it's a huge technicality. Technically Jared was the closest because he picked Damian Lillard, who went down, and was replaced by Devin Booker. So he was Jared's <laughs> fill in pick. If he had won, I would have given it to Jared. So congratulations, Jared. You are second place. Hey.
3: I, I disagree that I would have given it to Jared having <laughs> It seems
2: like... One. But we did have a big winner in the slam dunk contest, Mr. Derek Jones Jr., and a very controversial one, if you, uh, to say the least. So Aaron Gordon was very outspoken after. He said that he felt like he was robbed again. He should have had two trophies for a while. And I agree. I think the judges botched this year's dunk contest, and I really don't feel good about Derrick Jones winning, and I think that there are going to be long-term repercussions as far as how players oh, view the dunk you. contest going forward. I
3: mean, I is it too much of a stretch to say that Derrick Jones Jr., he plays for the Heat, Dwayne Wade played for the Heat? <laughs> is that why you right. gave him an eye? So let me
2: add this. So the judges the entire night were coordinating their scores, and this is this is why it went into overtime overtime. And I don't know how many overtimes it went into, or but they kept going, like, let's just keep it going. Let's just figure out how to coordinate our scores. And it gets to the very end, and Dwayne Wade decides to break the coordination, and he he botched it. And all the other judges <laughs> botched it. They should have walked away when they were talking about walking away. And they should have never got to this point.
4: Yeah. It's just kind of like a weird, like, participation trophy kind of way to do it, where they're all coordinating scores that you can keep going, so that everyone, like, you know, feels like they're... I don't know like there's no winner until you keep going it just felt kind of strange that they were even discussing scores together i feel like for it to be like an actual contest like the judges should be independent of one another right but again it's it's not you know it's not the most you know um yeah it's a contest it's not like a legal matter i guess but it still felt kind (laughs) of strange
3: I was gonna say, and I saw a tweet from Nate Silver that was like, "This is just about like the overinflation of scores too. Like, yeah. not all those dunks were fifty. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're not yeah. all perfect. dunks. Not every dunk is a fifty. <laughs> a fifty is meaningless. Uh-huh. I mean, so, like, in that case too, it's just sort of like, well, this is all made up, and the rules don't matter. It's, <laughs> it's only a it fifty feels like, when but...
2: Kenny Smith says that's a fifty. After, after <laughs> exactly. That's, that's when wrong. you know it's the, real. The,
0: the commentators talked about this a lot, though. I feel like they would do well to add half points." Yeah, that would
2: make it easier mm-hmm.
4: to avoid that. Yeah. If they're not get overinflated. Gordon, yeah.
2: Aaron Gordon, yeah. to give him credit, he, he wins the You Thought dunk contest in my eyes. <laughs> uh, to give him credit, he has some of the best dunks I've ever seen in a dunk contest, ever. He probably owns two of the top three dunks I've ever seen. The one off the that backboard this year, the side of the backboard, that one was crazy. And then the one where he jumped over the mascot in the chair, where he like the the mask. He jumped over the mascot, but he was in a chair position. That one was crazy. So I think those are two of the top three dunks in uh, dunk contest history. And, yeah, I, 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 and then like he Scott. made
0: he made jumping over a seven foot five man look so easy too. Right? right? No, like he
1: didn't make it look easy. One. Everybody was what? like, he 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 didn't touch Taco Fall, but Taco was like leaning over okay. at the end. So, yeah, yeah. at the very <laughs> least, he
2: jumped seven four, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, come on, man, man. come on, man, seven seven foot.
1: Wait, but do you, do you guys don't you guys don't think that Derek Jones Junior.'s off the off the backboard through the legs was not impressive? I thought that was that the was, best dunk of the night.
2: That was great, but I, but here's what I think the dunk contest should be should be going forward is I don't think that there's any reason it should get past a single overtime. Anything, as soon as it goes past that, it has to just go down to a judge's vote on who had the best dunks of the night. And I think that's, I mean, once we start getting to this point where one round will just determine the very end, it just kind of seems ridiculous. Because what's the point of just throwing up a bunch of 50s like Aaron uh, Gordon said, he had five straight 50s. If at the end of the day, he gets gypped like this.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's a hot take, but I would be okay with them just having a tie. Be honest with you. I feel like they both would have deserved to be a winner.
4: There can't be ties. This is American sports part. God. Um, <laughs> but, no, honestly, I I like. I feel bad for the contestants with this. Just keep going into overtime thing because, like, how many dunks is are they supposed to repair Like Aaron Gordon and you know Derek Jones. Like, are they supposed to have like you know like twelve dunks, twelve great dunks? You know, it just just gets ridiculous. As like, yeah. It goes do you think on. like?
2: He-
3: Do you think he had planned like the taco fall dunk or was like in the second overtime or whatever? And it's like, Hey taco, come over here. Like I can't think of anything
2: else. Yeah. He said that he was going to, he wanted to jump over Shaq, but Shaq said no. (laughs) So he
4: chose someone taller. Yeah. That's that's right. (laughs) Less wide, but yeah. Anyway.
2: So, I mean, I just want to last thing about this is um, when I said, when I said there are repercussions, Aaron Gordon said he was out. He was not going to do another dunk contest john Morant, afterwards who people wanted to see in this year he tweeted that he he doesn't feel like he wants to do a dunk contest after watching that zach levine said he had nothing left to prove and (laughs) this one's kind of up in the air derrick jones jr said during the dunk contest i caught him on camera he said he said i'm never doing this again (laughs) he he then later said he was going to protect his throne so i don't know (laughs) <laughs> where to go with that, but I think a lot of the guys are going to be out in the dunk contest, and we might be looking at another five year drought before we get a really good one, but I think it does raise the question as where does the all star weekend as a whole go from here because um, we're not even talking about the skills challenge, so where does the all star weekend go from here? I think they have to get rid of the skills challenge. Uh, I think that they need to replace it. They've been talking about a one on one tournament. <laughs> And I don't think that, I think we're going to get some role players in there as the one-on-one tournament, because we're not going to get Kawhi versus LeBron, (laughs) because there's no way they would do that. But I think there should be some changes to the other events that go on in the weekend.
3: I, yeah, I personally would love a one-on-one tournament. Like, I know you'll never get the best, but I think that that's at least more, like, exciting TV. I don't know how to put it better than, like, the skills challenge, which
0: is, like, you know, fine, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, somebody explain to me why the skills challenge remains the same exact thing through every round it, it just gets boring that's a good question very fast.
4: that is a good question yeah.
0: yeah but yeah lucas to your point considering how um like how a lot of players grow up playing that kind of basketball where it's just like one-on-one like let me just hoop on you and, and embarrass you kind of thing i think a lot of players uh-huh. would actually look forward to doing something like that in all-star weekend yeah,
3: yeah, and I think it brings in the element of what made like the All Star Game itself so fun, and that it just feels like you know, like you playing with your friends. Like I feel like one on one would also
2: feel like that, and would be would make
3: All Star Weekend more enjoyable because of it.
2: Yeah, and the three point contest. I actually I really liked this year's three point contest. I like that they added in the deep ball. I thought that was fun, um, and honestly, this is just all kind of spitballing because I think. That the n b a does a really good job of innovating their game and innovating especially something as silly as our all star weekend uh, but maybe switch the three point contest they do a little tournament bracket style and get more guys in you maybe get more or different matchups East versus west could be interesting. I don't exactly know how the logistics of it, but I think it might be a fun twist to it,
4: yeah. No, I think that'd be a fun twist, yeah. Especially because, Bart, as you alluded to with the skills challenge, I just feel like a lot of, like, all three of them get kind of tiring by the end of it just because you're kind of watching the same thing. Besides the dunk contest, but if they keep bringing those OTs then it also gets tiring. So I think adding, like, a...
1: They were repeating dunks. Yeah.
4: So, like, bringing, like, a tournament aspect to it, I feel like creates, like, makes every, like, every round kind of count.
1: Yeah.
2: I do have one question, though, uh, for everyone is do you think that they, they should increase the roster size the amount of people that make an all-star team i think as of right now it's 12 do you think they should bump it up to like 15
3: i mean as we've discussed in past weeks it's already meaningless making an all-star <laughs> <team>. so <laughs> make nice. it all 100 uh, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know. I like. I still want it to mean something vaguely, yeah. something. So I feel like twelve to fifteen is like a fine amount. Like I don't know if it needs to be dramatically increased, but I think it's like an okay amount where it is
2: now. Yeah.
3: I feel
4: like yeah, there'd I always be you... controversial cuts, like whether it's twelve or fifteen. Like there's going to be some amount who everyone say or deserves. Yeah, it but I think if you're be talking
2: favorite. about the number sixteenth guy who got snubbed versus the number thirteenth guy who got snubbed, um, that's fair. Y- you look at it a little differently because then you you don't have guys like <laughs> Devin Booker and. Bradley Beal getting snubbed because they would just make it, yep. but who cares? That's the all-star stuff. I stand by Wyatt, what I said. Wyatt, welcome
1: to the college foot. welcome to the college football playoff debate.
2: No. Oh yeah, they we're, yes. we're not talking about <laughs> five always...
1: and six. We're talking about nine and ten. Not <laughs> that is name. the exact <laughs> same thing.
3: Jared and I debated about for four full on years was <laughs> whether five or six matters more than nine or ten. But in any case.
0: <laughs> well, we've done a, a good amount of looking forward here, but we also wanted to take some time and look back on the NBA. Uh, this wasn't this next segment was inspired by a tweet I saw actually, um, but the the values used in that one were a little bit absurd. Uh, like AI was in the second row. Uh, I think Kevin Durant was in the fourth or fifth row. So just craziness. For those of you who are wondering what I'm talking about, uh, basically what's going to happen here is we have. Uh, five rows of all-time greats uh, with five players in each row. Uh, And for each row, the players are worth either one, two, three, four, or $5. And the task at hand here is to build a starting five given $15, you obviously can't go over that. So worth $5 each, you've got Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Tim Duncan, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Worth $4 each, you've got Oscar Robertson, Kobe Bryant, Larry Bird, Karl Malone, and Shaquille O'Neal, three dollars each. You got Steph Curry, Dwayne Wade, Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett, and Bill Russell, worth two dollars each. You've got Chris Paul, Allen Iverson, Scottie Pippen, Dirk Nowitzki, and Hakeem Olajuwon, and last but not least, worth one dollar each are Steve Nash, James Harden, Tracy McGrady, Charles Barkley, and David Robinson. Uh, so yeah, I I uh, guess I guess I can get us started here. Um, a little bit unorthodox here. I'm gonna have $2 left to spare, but uh, I I just committed to a team that's incredibly offensive. <laughs> well, offensive, I guess I should say. Um, so he, he, here's, here's what I'm going with. And obviously, let me just preface this. There are so many right answers here. I just wanted to go for something a little bit more unusual. So please bear that in mind. Um, all right, so I want Shaquille O'Neal Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Dirk Nowitzki, and Steve Nash, adds up to 13 bucks. I want a team that's unguardable, and I think that that gives you that.
3: Yeah, I think that's a good choice.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, yeah, I, I thought Shaquille having a you know a center in a in a team full of other shooters is is a good compromise between old school and new school.
3: Yeah, I debated having Shaq on mine for a while, too, but ended up going a little bit of a different route. So I went with um, also having $2 to spare. Uh, I went LeBron for $5. I went Nash uh, for $1, Steph for $3, Dirk for $2, Akeem for $2. So a lot lot of overlap
0: there.
3: Yeah, nice consistency across the board, earning the point you got Nash, you know, Criminally underrated, silky smooth passing, great court vision. You have Steph, one of the most prolific scorers of all time. You have LeBron, who is the greatest all-around player to ever exist, and I will stand by that. And then you have Durkin and Hakeem in your front court. They're great, they're athletic, they can score, they're big. I think it's an unbeatable team.
0: Yeah, I actually, I want to say Hakeem worth $2 is an absolute travesty yeah uh, he he is maybe he could, you could argue he's like a top five player ever. so it's just absurd. okay, why? what did you come up with?
2: Well, I was really thinking I was gonna go three on five and just splurge on three five dollar players. But <laughs> I did I did still go top heavy and spare a single penny on my lineup. I went with LeBron James at five dollars. Michael Jordan also at five dollars and I bring it down a little bit to Allen Iverson at 2, Scotty Pippen at $2, and then James Harden to finish it off. And it's a small ball lineup. I am I don't want to say new age, old age maybe. Houston Rockets. I'm this lineup is technically the Warriors before the Warriors
3: would LeBron play center? No, oh, LeBron's my point. What's a small ball? Limit. It's positionless. It's positionless. Oh, we don't need egos on, on this team. The egos on this team. So Jordan
0: is me. playing center.
3: Yeah, there's no,
2: there's no center on this team. We just got no, so Who's going to guard
0: Shaq on my team?
2: We just got guys. I would take. The, I would still take our bet. I would take my team over anybody. i will put James Harden on a Shaq.
0: <laughs> Shaq's breaking Wilt's record. He's sneaky. He's sneaky good. That's what I got for James Harden. Yeah,
2: okay. Uh, what
0: about you, Aiden? Uh, so I'm going to
4: go with the lineup that's pretty similar to Lucas's. I'm going to take Steve Nash uh, at point. Then I'm going to take MJ, LeBron, Dirk, and Hakeem. I-, I just couldn't pass up the opportunity to have Michael Jordan and LeBron on the same court. Who's you know? <sighs> how are you gonna guard that? It's so predictable. Not happen. Yeah, and then you got Steve Nash as the, the great facilitator. You know, uh, plus Dirk, who's you know good shooter, and Hakeem. Yeah, it's it's it really is hard to beat the value of Hakeem at two dollars here. So I had to pick him up, and I've used all my money. So I'm not inefficient. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's no. But you you're greedy, team. though. Okay, we're not. Yeah. yeah just <laughs> Getting
3: into the economics of it all. You can bring back the good old jokes. Uh,
0: but yeah, okay. that's that's the lineup I'm going with. That sounds that sounds very competitive. And what about you, Jared? Last but not least.
1: So I went Michael with five dollars, Shaq at four dollars, K D at three dollars. Nobody else picked this guy, but I went with Chuck at one at a dollar, mm-hmm. Charles Barkley, and then I went with the beard at a dollar as well. I felt like all the two-dollar players were pretty overpriced. To be honest, Whoa. I thought Dwayne Wade was very I overpriced at three dollars. Fighting words. So, Lucas, did you pick Dwayne Wade? Oh, nobody picked. Yeah, nobody. Nobody picked him. But I Dwayne thought Wade's Dwayne at Dwayne Wade house. at three dollars, as well as Tim Duncan at five dollars, I think is way overpriced. Personally,
2: I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Hakeem
0: Olajuwon at two is not overpriced. I would also argue Scottie Pippen is probably undervalued here. Probably. Is
2: Kevin Garnett in the three dollars section? Is that what I'm looking
0: at? Yeah, yep, yeah, that's yeah, him. He is, yeah.
3: Weird. Also, Bill Russell at three dollars. I know it was a different game, but that man won like ten titles. <laughs> I considered yeah, three dollars. I, I
4: considered Bill Russell, yeah.
3: Anyway, oh, some big omissions from everybody's team. No love for Kareem. No love for Oscar Robertson or Kobe or Larry. A lot of guys left out.
2: Who's picking Larry Bird? For their all-time starting five <laughs> lineup. <laughs> Larry Lecombe
3: is wrapping his first one in, last one yeah, out. I disrespect it's Mr. Just the Brad, you want to see <laughs> yeah. oh,
1: God. He's a locker room guy. That's what he is. He's a locker room guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you need that on your starting five. Your old right.
2: Starting five. That's what I was thinking when I put my guys yeah. together. I put Scott... Michael Jordan never won without Scotty, and I'm the only one who put Scotty in the same lineup with Michael Jordan. I just want everyone to know that. So good luck. <laughs>
3: I just didn't pick Jordan at all, so... Good luck. That's a gonna big mistake.
2: Michael,
1: LeBron's going to crumble. <laughs> LeBron's going to crumble under that pressure, Lucas. <laughs> Michael Jordan is just going to use that win factor, that winning gene that he has, you know. <laughs>
2: I will say, my my closing thoughts is that I think there are a lot of guys on here or not on here that are still playing that I would take in my starting five all time.
0: Could you uh, name a few?
2: I'm gonna keep it mysterious. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 Uh, I I would take Kawhi in my all-time starting five. I don't. I don't know if he is necessarily like the greats of the great and goes on Mount Rushmore. But if I was talking about like a seven-game series, I would take Kawhi. Um, God,
1: no, no we're talking it. about Especially an 82-game game season. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, so he's no, not playing he's half like, like, you know, no, not throw, We're
0: talking throw. about a one possession, whoever makes the first basket wins. <laughs> then Ray Allen. <laughs> Interesting.
1: Derek Fisher. I'll throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Yeah, it's
0: definitely, white. I agree it's definitely not a, a flawless list. And the, the ordering, especially, but also the omissions. So,
3: yes. So um, moving on uh, to sort of wrap up our last meaty part of this podcast, we're going to be looking at cheating in sports, specifically at the Astros and Manchester City scandals. And I've been tasked with giving a breakdown of the Manchester City schedule because or scandal because we don't really talk about soccer much on here and I love it. So I'm going to try and do this probably in under a minute and a half, breaking it down into what did they do, what are their punishments, and what does it mean. Um, We can use this to sort of intertwine then with the Astros schedule and talk about what punishments might be necessary. So basically, what Manchester City did is they broke financial fair play regulations, which were instituted by UEFA, which is the body in charge of governing European soccer, um, to make a more level playing field and stop clubs from going bankrupt. And basically what it meant was that you can't spend more on players' salaries and transfers than you bring in as a team. So if my club makes $80 billion a year, that's a ridiculous number. Um, if my club brings in like $100 million a year, I can't spend more on salaries and transfer fees than $100 million in a year. Pretty self-explanatory. So what Manchester City did is... Um, a little over a decade ago, they were bought by a guy named Sheik Mansoor, who is a billionaire oil magnate from the UAE, who is just literally unlimited money. Like, he could just buy—he basically owns a country at this point. Um, and he went in and just started buying players from Manchester City and paying them, like, super high wages, getting them to come to a team that was traditionally, like, average. The thing is, is that he was spending way more than they were allowed based on their revenue from 2012 to 2016— And so what Manchester City did is they lied about how much money they were getting in sponsorship revenue. They basically just cooked the books and are like, we're making so much more in sponsorship revenue. So clearly cheating there. It's like breaking a salary cap, but dramatically worse because they're basically doubling, tripling the transfer fees and salaries of the players. So what happened? They were banned for two years from the Champions League, which is the premier club competition in all of soccer. The best teams in all of Europe compete in it every year Um, and it's basically like the crown jewel of winning in soccer they were fined 30 million euros which is the equivalent to basically one good player and when it gets to the english uh, football association there's a possibility that they'll be docked points for either this season or next season Uh, meaning that you know they could have the best record but still not win the title because they'd be reduced in points that one's still up in the air and may or may not happen there's also a chance that if that happens, they'll also be forced to forfeit their 2012 and 2014 titles. So it is a pretty punitive punishment. They're trying to appeal it right now. Um, there have been similar things in the past where they've just like super upped the financial um, cost as opposed to instituting like the ban from the Champions League. But whether that happens is up in the air. But basically what it means is that there's going to be a super mass exodus of talent, probably for Manchester City, um, because, you know, they're still getting paid a lot, but they can no longer win like the championship they want. Um, A sort of similar situation is Juventus in Italy in 2005-2006 got uh, banned um, from the competitions and relegated to the second division for bribing refs and basically all of their good players left. And while this isn't quite as punitive as that, um, it's still dramatic, and a lot of players have said they want out this summer. So I think what this shows, and we can discuss this later, is that in the MLB, I think they should step up their punishment for cheating because it was fairly lacking in comparison to this. I think this is like a good example of somebody like very explicitly like bending the rules in their favor and cheating, and they just get like hammered for it. So, that is a quick rundown on the Manchester City situation, and we can use that to talk about the Astros and cheating and everything else.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to add that in addition to players leaving, uh, this might also signify Pep, their their manager, leaving as well, which you could argue is even more hurtful. So, yeah, definitely, definitely damaging.
3: Yeah, especially because he's considered, like, maybe one of the three or four best coaches managers in the world. Like, losing that from your team is just, like, killer. It
2: sounds like Manchester City should just do what UCF did a couple years ago and just declare themselves themselves (laughs) the champions. Doesn't matter if you actually win or not. We just won the championship. (laughs) Yeah. You take that home. You take that to your grave
0: well no but in all seriousness think about how i mean the mlb is is yeah they're not taking away the astros title at all right Right. whereas the i mean manchester city will be losing theirs most likely it's it's crazy that the mlb is not really cracking down any harder like lucas said
3: yeah and just like for this too like there's future punishments as well not just like like rescinding a title like I know it would probably never, ever fly in, like, American sports or the MLB um, that somebody would, like, be banned from the playoffs or something like that would be, like, an equivalent punishment. But, like, I feel like there's not a ton of repercussions from the Astros cheating scandal. Like, some heads have rolled, but they're not forfeiting their title. There's no future impact. I mean, you know, there's some minor punishments, but I think the MLB should take a page out of UEFA's book and, like, further disincentivize cheating. Because it feels like, I don't know, they cheated and they got away with it and not much happened
0: as a result. At the very least, don't protect the players from getting hit by pitchers.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: Give
0: the people what they want.
2: Honestly, well, though. Baseball is a very strong players association. And I, that's a kind of a big obstacle that the MLB does have to overcome. I, I agree that they should probably vacate the title. But as far as banning players removing maybe bonuses or hardware from the players taking back their rings i would see that that would probably be really hard for the mlb to crack down on but it hasn't stopped players from being extremely outspoken about how they <laughs> feel about the astros um, good guy aaron judge even came out and was like oh yeah you guys, you guys are cheaters i'm paraphrasing <laughs> of course but
4: yeah the only I mean, person yeah the only player i've heard defend the astros at this point who's not an astro is jd martinez from the red sox who are also uh, being investigated currently for- Yeah, that's
1: good
4: <laughs> he was like i think everyone's coming down a little hard on them We're like okay uh yeah i don't know if you're one to trust on it but yeah they're I, trying to lighten the blow yeah, exactly yeah they're trying to yeah <laughs> yeah write it out but but yeah no I, I agree with pretty much everything you said lucas i thought at, at some point this week um rob manfred the um mlb commissioner said that like taking away the title it like, doesn't mean much because like it's just a piece of hardware um, and the player just kind of lost it like he essentially said that it, like vacating it wouldn't mean something or like that the you know the title like the actual trophy taking away doesn't mean something and
1: but people we've talked to we've talked about that on the that show here. before, though, Aiden, that you said that. Yeah. Do, do people really consider vacated wins or vacated titles vacated? Not really. Like, no. everybody's still going to remember probably that the, the Astros won the World Series in 2017, whether they officially no, I agree. vacated or not. I, I
4: think it's, honestly, I think it's more effective to just, like, put a giant asterisk by it. Like, I don't think you can say the Dodgers won the World Series because no one's ever going to think that the Dodgers won the World yeah. Series. It, like, that year. like that's think. not going to happen.
2: The mm-hmm. Astros should be forced to hang a banner that says... Was it 2017? <laughs> 2017, world champions. And at the end of champions, there's an asterisk. And they have to keep that up in their no, own No, I honestly agree. Mm-hmm. I think in,
4: like, official records, I think it should have a giant asterisk next to it. Because I, I, don't, I don't think you can effectively vacate something, like... Or, you know, change the public's perception on it. Um, but... I think you know something needs to be done to indicate in you know in the canon that they cheated to do it
3: what do you think then would be a appropriate like future punishment to like stop this in the future because no more trash yeah. games in the deck. i don't know like i feel it
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: i mean yeah i yeah i mean i said this last time we talked about this but
4: i think not punishing players is ridiculous or acting like like when you have definitive proof that certain players were involved and you just like excuse mm-hmm. them and you just make it like this upper management issue um i think that's problematic and allows the player like it seemed like it was a player driven thing and again like higher powers allowed it to happen but it makes player driven things like okay or at least the, the players themselves are immune and i think that's ridiculous
1: Lucas i think um yeah. earlier you said that you don't think american sports would do a playoff ban, but I think they actually might. Like we saw it with Ohio State, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, like some years ago when Urban Meyer was first coaching there. And I think, but I think one thing to consider though is that with college football in like UEFA, I don't know how many teams in UEFA are, can feasibly make the playoffs. But in the FBS, there's like hundred fifty mm-hmm. or whatever, hundred plus, you know, yeah. that can make it. When the MLB, there's only thirty which would make it even more effective if like one of those 30 teams just literally couldn't even make it would make it i think really effective but but maybe impractical because no, yeah of that, and man. i think
3: it w- yeah i think it would be a really effective punishment and i would like like to see it implemented yeah. i just don't think that they would ever stand for like preventing a team to win a championship just cuz like you force them the argument would be the one that i has some merit is that like well they're playing 162 games and risking injury for absolutely no reason money like and i <laughs> but like they yeah, would I'll, lose the money to to play for nothing <laughs> <laughs> Gladly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but then, yeah i don't know yeah yeah
0: but no I, I see what you mean i see what you mean do they do you think they yeah, do that like a
4: i don't think this will happen but the the docking point so docking wins kind of thing i mean that's an alternative yeah. you know issue that allows the season to occur and potentially mean something but you know if you dock 5 wins or something
3: yeah i think I think that's not a bad solution either because then there's still a chance that they can do something yeah. but it's just like a lot more difficult than the services like an effective deterrent in some way
0: they make the playoffs if they can break the A's single season record
2: easy <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery slope though because what if the Red Sox also get punished and they also got banned and um, and then you have to I ban mean, the Mets
1: I, because Carlos Beltran was almost exactly, cooked there. He, <laughs> he's tied in
2: yeah and maybe you got to you got to ban the Indians at some point because of their connection with uh, the the old Boston manager. I mean, who knows how far this well goes.
1: Yeah. Do you think do you guys think that you'll see a lot of uh pitchers going after the hitters and do you think they're sh- do oh, you think yeah. that's fair? Do you think that's right? <laughs> it's morally
2: right, I guess. Like they should, like the like you guys said, the players probably should be punished, but the problem is, is that baseball isn't doing it, so the players are probably going to take it into their own hands. And if I was the Astros, I would just charge the mound every single time. Oh my god! I, 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 I'm serious. <laughs> like I'm being serious. Is that there? You can't be soft in the situation and try to take it like a champ. I would just go out swinging.
1: And I, yeah. I, I will I, say on the yeah. other
2: side of this. Is if any, and this is this is my announcement. If any major league baseball team wants me to go out and out and throw the pitch and hit the Astros, I'll do it. You don't have to. You don't have to use your big guy. Wait, Obviously, but it's, it's
0: supposed to hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm say. saying I'm saying
2: tops. I could probably hit 85 miles
1: per hour. No, you couldn't.
2: Maybe you get me in for some for some training, and we can get me up to 90. Right, but they have someone but that I'll can throw a hundred. What <laughs> I know, but what I'm supposed to? I'm just I'm gonna hit them. I'll get in a fight. I'll get ejected. I'll be good. Any team that wants that me, that paycheck. Any team that wants me. And on the flip side, the Astros. If you need a guy to charge the mound, I will also be that guy. Oh my I'll God. take the hit. I'll start i I'll start a brawl. I'll head out. I'll be the fall guy.
4: When the Astros are banned from the playoffs and all their players are sitting out, Wyatt will be the first one they call. So, that's just that's clear. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, in this situation, though, I don't feel bad about, like, Astros players getting hit, or at least Astros players who are on that team, because they haven't been apologetic at all. Mm-hmm. Like, their apologies Ugh. have seemed so fake, so, like, half-done. They're so it's... bad at it. Exactly. They just <laughs> haven't seemed at all genuine or sorry for what they've done. And so I'm, they're just kind of asking for it.
3: All right, Jared, you want to lead us into the final one?
1: Yeah, while we're while we're talking, you know about about the Astros, and um, I'm gonna go segue into my little story. I got I kind of just a short, funny one. A headline that I just saw from Mike Puma at the New York Post. Shout out to Mike. Um, well, when Carlos, so when Carlos Beltran became the manager of the Mets, he wore he took number 15. So guess who can't wear 15 now? Tim Tebow in the minor leagues could not wear 15, and he still can't this entire season, even though Carlos Beltran has stepped down. so Tebow, Tebow's wearing number 85 right now. Um, I, I think it's it's always funny to look at how important numbers are to players. I think that's always really fun, but I just think this is kind of... Tebow did nothing wrong, see? Tebow did nothing wrong, and he's being punished. That's
3: all I'm saying. I was, fr- I was unaware that Tim Tebow was still... <laughs> Playing in the minor he leagues is. at this point, it's been a while. <laughs> I know.
0: Yeah. Number eighty-five. Also, you uh, you wonder whether he realizes maybe he should have played tight end after all. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> like they wanted him to.
1: Yeah. So that's um, so that's my story.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's and then I, I am going to also end with a slightly more wholesome story. Um, <laughs> for those who didn't realize this this past week, Jameis Winston received LASIK surgery uh, to improve his eyesight. Um, his publicist was quoted as saying something like he wants to be the best and he is willing to do anything he can to make it happen. So uh, I, I do, I do uh, question how, how high his ceiling is, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know. L- l- let me just say, I, I would love for Jameis to actually have a terrific season this year and, and greatly improve on his 30 touchdown, 30 interception ratio. Um, <laughs> I'm sure having good eyesight now will actually be quite a big boon, but I I am skeptical that it's going to be all that big of a difference. But nonetheless, interesting. Uh, it's actually kind of surprising that you don't hear players getting LASIK more often.
3: Yeah. yeah. I love like some great yeah. comments that were like, yeah. the man's going from 30 30, from 30, 30 to 20 20.
0: I did see that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
4: Yeah, I wonder if player like professional athletes do get LASIK more than you hear about. They just pub like his publicist just made a big deal of it to be like, oh, like he's fixed. Like <laughs> I think
2: it's I think it's a good <laughs> move after having a thirty interception season going you know, into free agency to be like, oh, you know, I couldn't see that whole time. Yeah. I <laughs> like, how did he get
0: this far in your life? Right.
2: He still it's, put it's up crazy. five thousand yards though. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah I he know. He yeah. led the NFL. He just like played, yeah, he's closed now, his
4: eyes and... Threw it far, yeah. <laughs> Jameis
2: Squinston. He's now my early pick for MVP next year in the football season.
4: Wait, why? Did you just say Jameis Squinston?
2: Yeah,
0: Jameis Squinston. That's weird. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> <heard>
1: that. <laughs> oh, my
4: God.
0: Okay, well, you, you got to lock that MVP take in right
2: now, though. I'm we locking it in. That...
4: He's going all
0: the way right, on yeah. <laughs> Well, hold on.
2: I want to see where he signs first, and then <laughs> I'll lock it in.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah, two places to put your money on Jameis Winston for MVP, and also on the Astros. I think it's it's, the over under is eighty three and a half for the number of hit batters they'll have this year, which (laughs) would rank in the top ten of like the past twenty seasons. So yeah, that's another place to start placing bets. Um, But anyway, that about does it uh, for this show. Uh, Before we leave, shout out to fan of the week, Bill Quigley. A loyal listener, so uh, thanks for thanks for being here, and uh, yeah, we'd we'd love to to hear any of your responses. Tweet us at uh, at You Thought Media. Um, tell us how ridiculous you thought Jared's takes were, or or anyone's takes, but you know we're just going off of statistics. Statistically, no, they're just Jared. about Jared's takes. <laughs> um, and and uh, yeah, if you tweet us, you could be fan of the week too, as you've always dreamed. Uh, so we'll be back next week with a new episode. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, see you later.
2: Love you, Bill.